Hey, welcome back to the Lightspeed Lawn Care Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Cody, uh, hanging out as always with my co-host, Robert. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the best time to market your lawn care and landscaping company today. What's up, Cody? It's good to be here, man. Let's hop right into it with our first question. When should you market your lawn care? Yeah. So like your basic maintenance, I talk about this in our YouTube video this week, but kind of like the month before you're going to hit 60 degrees for the first time is when you are getting in front of people. You want to hit them right before they're thinking about lawn care. And then hopefully that rolls into right when they're thinking about it so that you're hitting them at the absolute optimal time. We'll tie that back into you know, your pay-per-click ads, same thing with your email campaigns too. Now, if we're talking landscaping, when should we be marketing our landscaping? Because do we have any highs or lows during the season or what are we looking at? Yeah, so for a lot of projects, especially for like patio work, that kind of thing, that is all going to be like summer into fall is when people want to hear about that. That is like, you want to be advertising it right before they can be enjoying it. So summer to fall in most places, unless you have a really mild winter like Florida or something. Um, but then in general, you want to just market those things as they're seasonally appropriate with giving yourself that, you know, two to three week buffer before the season for it actually starts. We want to be advertising it, getting it in front of people. So landscaping here, including all of your, you know, fall cleanups, uh, winterization of irrigation stuff, you know, all of those sorts of things, fertilization, aeration, you want to be advertising right before it's necessary to get people uh, aware of it, and then get them opting in right when your selling season for it starts. Yeah. And then speaking of uh, creating that buffer with marketing, it's also a good reason, like you said, make people aware of it, but also just to make sure that everything's running smoothly before yeah. you before you send your ads out, make sure that you have everything performing how it should be. Again, it's going to be a little bit lower than usual because you're just testing. But once you see that, okay, I'm hitting the right areas, we're getting performance, then when it's really time, you just crank it up and you're good to go. Yeah. So this is especially true if it's the first time you've run ads on your Facebook account. You know, you're brand new to running ads. Maybe you've just set up your business ad account as opposed to a personal ad account. Um, or it's the first time you've run ads in several months. You want to make sure that when you demonstrate some behavior that Facebook's going to say, oh, this is out of the norm for them. And, you know, you might get shut down or something. You don't want that to happen when you're actually trying to move stuff, right? You want to have a little bit of a time to recover from Facebook slapping you down. Yeah, exactly. Which, which Robert can tell you, we experience a lot when we onboard new clients. We'll come online and then immediately get shut down. <laughs> yeah, we're we're uh, pretty uh, pretty good now at uh, working around that, but it took some time. Yeah. All right, so let's kind of break down some fall services here, Cody. The first one I want to touch on is marketing aeration and fertilization. So just like I said with the other stuff, two weeks or so before you are like actually wanting to sell that, Aeration and fertilization are really dependent on when it's appropriate for that to happen in your market, like zone by zone. So you need to look at, okay, when do these things need to happen? 
uh, when is the optimal time for them to take place for the health of the lawn and then backdate your marketing to like start selling it like two weeks before. And then you want like another two weeks to start advertising it. So like a month from the optimal date for it to be performed is when you want to be advertising it. Especially something like with, you know, like with fertilization, Cody, or aeration, it's because of how expensive of a service is compared to other things and how there's a little bit more education involved a lot of times, especially to bring on uh, new clients. Yeah, most services that a lawn care landscaping company provide leave the lawn looking beautiful when you leave. Aeration is the only one where you leave their lawn looking like it's covered in dog shit. So. <laughs> You want to you wanna really educate the client on the benefit of it before you leave a bunch of plugs on their lawn. As far as, okay, we're looking at winterization and leaf cleanup. Touch on winterization first. When should we start marketing that specific service? You want that same like month to six week window. I would say once it starts hitting like low 50s in your area, people are thinking about it being cooler. Um, obviously, you know, Robert and I both grew up in Texas. So the winterization thing is a little less of a thing we're experts on, but I would think the moment people in your area start to pull out a jacket is when, or throw a sweater on is when you want to start doing that. And you definitely, you want several weeks before you're actually going to have a freeze to get all the work done. Talk about leaf cleanup. That's a little bit of the same idea. I mean, kind of when you start to see like the leaves begin to turn. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe you get one or two, you see a couple falling. Okay. That's a good time to start pumping out some leaf cleanup uh, marketing material. Really, until even when you have no more leaves on the trees, because most people don't even clean them. So you can still market pretty uh, deep into the winter, don't you think, Cody, before we get snow yeah. in those areas? Yeah, before you have snow on the ground, I would keep the the pedal pressed on leaf cleanup ads. Honestly, someone who hasn't done it all season and has let it pile up is probably a pretty profitable job for you. Yeah. Talking of uh, profitable jobs, Christmas lighting. We just did an episode about this YouTube podcast. Let's touch on it real quick, Cody. When do we want to market Christmas lighting? Yesterday. Um, <laughs> uh, you want to start really before Thanksgiving. Like like a couple weeks ago, as we're recording this, is probably the optimal time to start. I, you know, started decorating our place for Christmas pretty quickly this year because I just I felt like I wanted some festivity in here, and Thanksgiving decorations don't make me feel as happy as Christmas decorations. So uh, just like dove all in on Christmas. So you want to start selling that before Thanksgiving. And then if someone, you know, feels really strongly that they don't want the lights up before Thanksgiving, they'll tell you that in the scheduling process and that'll, you know, let you kick somebody down the road. But in general, you want to get started on that as soon as possible so that your install window is as long as possible and then your teardown can be kind of spaced out after New Year's. Why should you advertise all year long? The first reason uh, which is what I would hope that a lot of our listeners are working toward is that you always have something to be selling, right? You always have an obvious service that makes sense in the moment that you're selling. And some companies end up in a situation where, you know, there are a couple months out of the year where they don't have a good thing to be selling right then, you know, kind of late December through January into early February. It can be a dead spot for a lot of places, especially if you have hard freezes. 
what I would tell you is that I would still want you to run ads in those windows to continue to train all of your algorithmic friends. So you're, you want to continue putting, like you can pull back a little bit and lower your budget when you're doing a little more like brand marketing and awareness marketing versus like a direct sales thing. But I would also challenge you to think outside the box a little bit about what you could be selling during that dead time, because you could always, especially if it's that deep winter uh, period that is when you aren't marketing yourself, you could be pushing annual contracts during that, you know, hey, we will come and be your groundskeeper, you pay us a flat fee every month, some months, we're going to come more, you know, when the grass is growing hard in the summer, we'll be out there every week. We'll take care of leaf cleanup, you know, like put together that whole package for a client who's willing to opt into it and sell that during your dead period, get over overachiever clients during then. Yeah, I didn't think about those uh, commercial, like thinking on the commercial level. I didn't really think about that. And maybe some people listening hadn't, uh, that hadn't crossed their mind as well. Like you said, when you're running ads, the algorithm, it does favor that activity. So when you're having you're active all year, that's going to help whenever you're cranking for different services. So yeah. there's kind of, it's a win-win scenario really. And you don't have to spend, like he, Cody said, you don't have to spend a lot of money during those dead periods for your business. You could even pull back a little bit to some of like almost exclusively your retargeting campaigns and just widen that window where it's all your website traffic for the last year everyone who's engaged with an ad in the last like 90 to 120 days so that you're you're hitting people again who have already seen you and you're just keeping them warm over the winter kind of nurturing that lead so one more thing that i want to talk about here is uh when you should run your hiring ads so a little bit different than you know directly selling to customers, but I want you to always be thinking about hiring as a marketing endeavor because it is, is marketing and sales for like internally. The biggest thing that you can think about, especially if you are figuring out a way to sell stuff to clients 12 months out of the year, you want to think about when your competitors are pulling back on their hiring efforts, which is when they're having to lay people off for the season. If you have room to pull people onto your team during that, if you are able to keep people working into the winter, then that is going to be a huge boon for you, not only for retention to keep your guys, but also to poach guys from other companies uh, as those companies are pulling back. So you will get way more bang for your buck marketing wise if you are spending on hiring ads when nobody else is and nobody else is hiring. And with that, Cody, it's like when you do see hiring ads, I mean, how often are they good? Yeah, uh, not very often. Yeah, I mean, you have to think about in the same way that you think about what are the benefits to the customer for this service? And that's how you sell that service to a customer. You have to think about what are the things employees want from this business? And while a lot of people would say like, well, I'm just there to punch in and punch out and get my paycheck. That's not the end of the story, right? Like lots of people leave places that pay them all right because they don't like their coworkers because everyone's angry all the time and the owner yells at people and all of that like culture stuff that's a problem. People would take the trouble to jump ship and get paid the same amount somewhere else to not deal with that. So you have to think about those culture things as marketing. 
and you need to think about how to put them into the job description. The things that employees care about, why employees hang around your business are the benefits of working there. Uh, in addition to the financial benefits, which are, like if you can pay people more than your competitors, then you're going to be able to keep people around a lot longer and get more people in the door. Everybody that's worked a job here, which is probably unless you started a business at 13, which we've known people like that, but everybody who's had a job, you absolutely know what Cody means by it can be great paying, dude. But if you have a terrible, even a commute or more often than not, it's just not a cool boss. Like you will bounce out when there's something remotely better and you can be what's better. I, I once left a job that was, you know, like way easier, probably better for my resume because every day when I came into work, my boss made fun of the way I was dressed and it didn't matter what I was wearing. Hell no. It was just like, you're, you're a grown woman and I'm some kid in college who you have in an unair conditioned basement hauling 30 years of trash out and you care about how I show up dressed to the office. Like it's spoiler alert, not an office. It's a an air conditioned basement. So yeah, I mean, I went back to a job that was way harder where I, you know, made less money on the whole to, to get away from that. I just couldn't stand being there anymore. All right, let's hit him with our last question here. Last question. <laughs> okay. How do you avoid wasting money on marketing in a seasonal business? You want to always have a direct CTA that you're pushing for the ad campaign. With the exception of if you have a very clearly defined dead period, but you want to spend X number of dollars to keep people warm during that time, any campaign that you're running should have a very clear goal. The goal should be, I want people to sign up for this service, right? So this is why we strongly discourage people from just throwing money at Facebook to boost random posts. I want you to be targeting specific subdivisions for a specific service at a specific time. And if you don't have an answer to each of those questions, you should not be giving Facebook money. They will gladly take your money and light it on fire uh, for Mark Zuckerberg to buy another Hawaiian island. But you need to make sure that you're generating ROI from your campaigns by focusing them. So there should be a who, a where, and a, a what are we selling to every ad you're running. And if there's not, then you need to really question whether it's worth running. I mean, there we go, Cody. Do we have anything else you want to hit up on this episode? I don't think so. I think I just want to remind people that we've got the the blog post that you can check out with just like all of this information laid out in text if you want to refer to that rather than trying to scrub through the YouTube video or the podcast to remember something that we said. The blog post is there for you. Make sure to leave the podcast five stars uh, wherever you're listening. That helps other people find out about the show. Um, I actually got asked to be on a lawn care podcast this week, and he found us because he was searching for lawn care marketing stuff on Apple Podcasts, and that's how he found our show and listened to some episodes and and asked me to come on. That's the the Motivated Lawn Care Podcast, uh, so give that a listen uh, over there with Caleb Wynn. Thanks a lot for listening, and grow your business at light speed. That's right. We'll see you next week.